Action Park Media. Brea, California. Welcome to Victory, the podcast live. Please join me in welcoming your hosts, Doug Ellen, Kevin Connolly, and Kevin Dillon. Welcome to uh, Victory the Podcast. This is, uh, this is very surreal. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks so much for coming. This is uh, very surreal. Um, you know, the show's been off the air for a long time already, and Connolly came up with this idea to do this podcast, which I thought was kind of ridiculous. And... <laughs> And we've been, we've been just having such a good time, so we're just going to do a podcast and we'll see how it goes, you know? So, but thank you for coming. So, yeah. welcome to Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Ellen. And I'm Kevin Dillon on three. Victory. One, two, three. Victory! Yeah! I right, wait, Kev, I got something. You ready? Here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. That's Irish crickets for you guys. Irish crickets. Yeah, everybody drink as much as you can. The show will get better for sure. <laughs> By the way, dude, that is not an Irish cricket. It's a it, white claw. It's a white claw. We need beer. Uh, Come on, man. We got to drink beer with an Irish cricket. Stock tip, Dave. Get some beers Bud out here, lights. Bro. Bud lights. Dave, come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Hustle, Dave, hustle. Hey, Doug, you gonna have a beer? Looks like Doug's gonna have a beer. Your stock tip wants as much stage That's time you, as he brother. can get. So. There you go. <laughs> so, I mean, I, a bunch of pe- a few of you have noticed, but I think before we do this, we should acknowledge Doug's hair. Let's talk about yeah. the hair. Oh, yeah, it's looking strong. By the way, I got to tell you, I was skeptical. I was skeptical, but this is the, the first hair- time I've been out in public without a hat in two years. So. You look great. <laughs> he looks great. It's not quite recovering from cancer, but you know, I'm right. trying. It's know? gonna it's gonna take some time, but it looks great, buddy. Right. Congratulations. Yeah. Look at <laughs> thick. It's getting thick. It's getting thick. He's on the way. He's on the way. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So how's everybody else doing? What do you want to talk about, Ken? Before we get into this episode, we're gonna talk about Vegas episode, which is a lot of people's favorites. Vegas baby Vegas was one of our favorite episodes, but we got some stuff. Yeah, we got, we got some, some stuff. stuff to talk about. There's uh, you know, a lot of talk about this reboot, and it's not that we have any new information, but uh TMZ did catch me at the office they the other didn't day. They did catch you, you called them. <laughs> did you call them? I might have called them. I might have called them. <laughs> It's 112 degrees outside, and they just happen to be standing outside. I just don't buy it. Doug called TMZ, and he did a little press conference out in front. I told Doug, I'm like, ah, you know, man, and listen, it got picked up. A lot of people are talking about it, but honestly, I, it felt like, a, like a, I didn't know if I want to put a podium in front of you. It was like a, a press conference or like stick you in a locker and but throw a towel big, over your shoulder. But we had big news that came out the night before that, that Adrian Grenier is willing to bless us with the thought of yeah. reading my script if yeah. I write it. So Reboot. So hopefully we can get everybody back together. Dylan, did you know that? Yeah. That Doug did the uh, impromptu press conference? I saw the press conference, but I didn't know he actually called TMZ, <laughs> which is kind of cheating a little bit. But. I didn't really call them. They called me, but Adrian I said wonder. anything for a reboot. I'm all about the reboot. So. You know, the funny thing about the reboot is, you know, Doug, he, he's warmed up to the idea that the pro- person that probably wants to do it the least is Doug. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work for Doug. Yeah, I got the most work to do. Everybody else gets to show up, have a great time, and, uh, you know. So it, it is definitely a lot of stress to even think about how to redo it again if we did it. Have you um, been thinking about it? Yeah, I wrote some things down. <laughs> I, wants wants to do the I, I want to yeah, see some scripts. Yeah, scripts are coming. Scripts are coming. But hopefully that happens. And What would you say? <laughs> oh, no, not for the reboot. I'm ready to go. That's yeah. number one. Dylan's too busy for the podcast. Yeah, he's too busy for sure. the podcast because he gets 50 bucks an episode. But if we actually <laughs> we actually come back, he'll be in. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, he does. That, that's about what it averages out to, I guess, when you think about it. That's why we're here, doing the live show. We'll see. But so this, this is, is it's so weird because it's been 30 years since I, I bombed on an improv stage on Melrose. And uh, I started as a stand-up. I, didn't, I wasn't he successful at it. He keeps saying that, but he's holding back the videos. I mean, they're not great. The, the hair was okay. great, by the way. But uh, the comedy was mediocre, so I don't know if those are going to come out anytime soon. I'm trying to get Dylan to do stand-up because I think he would kill it. I, write I told it for you, Dylan. if you write it, I will do it. With his writing, we'll be a great team together. I would love Let's that. Let's do it, Chief. Right if, here. Could you write, Dylan, three minutes of stand-up? Easily, easily. I mean, I have his voice in my head at all times. I wake up at 4 a.m. and I hear Dylan talking. <laughs> I'd love to see that. By the way, it'd be a great episode. Yeah. Great content, oh, yeah. great content. Well, I was thinking for the reboot, I would be great to have even... I know you don't need it just like you don't need calves. That was based on me, not Kevin. <laughs> But I thought if we did the hair thing with Johnny Drama in the reboot, there could be some good stuff. I'm trying to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good storyline. Yeah. Johnny yeah, Drama visits Dr. Little, Zeering. Dr. Little Zeering. ideas. Maybe but... a little follow-up on the calves, too, uh, <laughs> to find out what happens. So you guys want to get into this Vegas episode or what? Yeah, that's a popular episode. Let's well, talk we just, about we just saw the episode together, the three of us. And I got to say, I was a little uncomfortable just watching it. Ken? <laughs> with Ken's hands all over me. And, uh... did, do you miss Ken at all or no? I missed him. And Hands by the way, I, I reached out to Johan, who played Ken. and we tried would, to get Ken He here. would have been here today, but he's in Burning Man. Of course so. he's in Burning Man. <laughs> I went, Doug said, oh, he's in Burning Man. Of course he's in Burning Man. He's the one guy that would be a Burning Man. Of course he's in Burning Man. Um, but that would have been fun. We wanted to surprise you with... Uh, that would have been, been a surprise. <laughs> especially if he started rubbing my back. <laughs> You know, Kevin, we, we were watching Ted at the episode this morning, and, and, dude, you could literally feel Kevin squirming in the... In the I was a little uncomfortable on that. <laughs> My but, daughter was actually going to school during... Uh, when that came out, she went Monday morning, and all of her friends were making... Pretty much make fun of her. Oh, yeah, so your dad getting rubbed down by a dude. <laughs> and she's like, Dad, I'm so embarrassed. You know, and Kevin... What's that? I did kick some ass. I had a lot of anger. A lot of anger. <laughs> and behind the scenes, what was going on, I mean, Kevin read that script, and he was like, what the fuck is this, bro? <laughs> and I said, you got to trust me. It's going to be funny as hell. And as you can tell from his performance, when he commits to something, the guy is, he's brilliant, and he's funny as hell, and he's one of the most underrated comedic actors in a long time. He really is. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. Watching that conversation play out, I, I was I was privy to it, and it was it was pretty incredible. You, the Doug would do this. You gotta trust me. Do you trust me? I promise you. He this said is that every day of every entourage shoot, ever. He said, "You gotta trust me. I promise trust you, this me. is funny. Please trust me." But I see and you brought right your own Ninety-five percent of the time, you're right. Well, it's wild that that the real thing, and we talked about it on the podcast. Kevin used to say, why do you keep making me say victory? And I was like, I don't know. I just think it's going to be something. And then it's now 10 years later. They still say it on SportsCenter. The Marlins win a game, they say victory. So it's, it's surreal. It's weird. Obviously, that wasn't a plan. And, and as I say to everyone, that was more his delivery than me coming up with the word victory. It just was. And As and Dylan sits here with a robe on stage right now. Yes, yes. You it's getting a little hot. You brought your it's own robe? It's getting a little hot, though. You know, we scrambled to get this, this robe today. We didn't have the actual robe. It was 42 so we years called, uh, ago. Natalie, who does Sean some uh, wardrobe stuff for us. Yeah, I like and how Dylan says that, though. Can second. you believe we didn't have the robe? No. <laughs> yeah. like, it's not still in the house? Exactly. Well, you promised, you promised everyone that I would come here with a robe on. You're like, don't worry, I'll get a robe. And that you were going to give it away to the crowd, too. That you were going to give it to somebody. So Who wants a robe? Over here, David. <laughs> here we go. We got it. All right, all right. Good catch. Good grab. Dylan's throwing a bouquet at a wedding. The no look, throw it over his shoulder. I didn't want to pick anyone. I wanted to go over there. I'm going to throw my hair off next, so hang tight. <laughs> the conversations, I mean, honestly, there was, uh, over the last two days, we've spent an hour, hours, an endless text talking about that rope. So hopefully it fits or something and somebody likes it because there was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of text firing back and forth about that but, rope. But this episode, you know, it, it was special to me because a lot of it, 
a lot of the stuff in the show was taken from things in my life. Ari's meltdown in the show was me in high school with my friend Eric Siegel. Um, I lost $84. You would have thought I lost everything I owned because I was not going to be able to eat for a month. And my parents were not the type of people that you told, you know, you went to Atlantic City. Oh, this is wild, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Marvin is my father. Paulie Herman plays him on the show. And my son plays you Ari's see son on the show. I'll show you how like <laughs> Yeah, we should talk, you know, Paulie Herman, who's been in Goodfellas and one of Robert De Niro's best friends, you know. Um, we should just talk about that scene, the first scene that we worked on with Paulie, who's such a great guy and such a great actor. Do you remember we had to shoot that? Like, unbelievable movies. I mean, the guy's... A, Do you remember his first scene, though? It was 150 degrees. Oh, there was man. no air conditioning, and Paulie was like, I'm going to fucking kill somebody if <laughs> yeah. you don't cool it down in yeah, here. Yeah, he turned into Goodfellas. Yeah. Right? He might so, have even used the helicopter line. He yeah. might have even used the helicopter line. But we talk about, the, you know, one, one of the, the best things for us with the show was being able to travel and go to these different places. And, you know... The Vegas episode, that was a live casino. That They did not shut that down. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but the way that they would justify it would be like, well, if you know, we were shooting the takes, and if people are looking, that's okay because you know, Vince is there, and they would be looking. You know, at, uh, people would be looking at Vince, but when people started screaming, Turtle! <laughs> we're like, oh, boy. Maybe this show really is catching on. You, know? you remember the, that? The thing to think about this episode... Season one just starts airing. We're shooting this. TiVo was really just coming out. I thought the show was TiVo? getting canceled. TiVo. Oh, I thought you were talking yeah. about Tim, Tim TiVo. What are you talking about? No, TiVo. Not, TiVo. Not, not Tim TiVo. TiVo. Uh, uh, TiVo, yeah. TiVo. That's, you know, some people probably don't know what that is. But they don't know what that is. Doug. When you the just ratings, aged yourself and your hair. But when, when the ratings came out, you know, Variety or this one, they, they weren't... They can say whatever they want. They weren't smart enough to know that people were recording this or watching it in groups. But the ratings came out, and while we were getting ready to start shooting, I was literally in my bed in Vegas, curled up, thinking we were getting canceled. Because an article just came out that said, Sex and the City ended three years ago and did whatever number, and we did like a third of that. So it sounded really bad. And the president of HBO called me up. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, nothing. Just, you know, when are we getting canceled? And Sulking. He's like, and he said, are you out of your mind? This show goes as long as you, as long as you guys want it to go, which is not true, because they actually did say, cancel us. He really pulled back on that one, didn't he? Yeah, but he actually got fired, so it was somebody else that canceled us. But when I, I got off, it was, it was right out of the show, because I got off of that call with Chris Albrecht, who was a great guy and made this show happen. And actually, weirdly enough, Chris Albrecht started as a manager of the improv. 35 years ago, and, oh, then he became, right. about and then he became the king of Hollywood and was the guy that really made this show go. But uh, So I get off the phone with Chris, and I'm, I'm a little bit feeling a little bit better, and I walked out to the pool at the Hard Rock Cafe. We barely aired three episodes, and as Kevin said, all these meatheads from Long Island and Jersey that we grew up with are yelling, Turtle! And... I was like, what the, how do they know who they Turtle is? They sound like they're from Long Island, don't yeah. they? <laughs> and it felt like the show, like, we knew it was working then, and, you know, we had a couple of good years before HBO started harassing us, but... But that was, that was a fun one. Do you remember, I, I, I know for me personally, because, you know, whatever, there's like, these guys are animals, how are they going to shoot eight days in Vegas or whatever, right? So, me personally, I went on Friday night, and I just... Get the I fun it, out of your system. I let it fly on Friday and Saturday. Slept all day Sunday. I was ready to go Monday. I didn't party at all. I just stayed totally right. cool. Because I knew Vegas, you could get nothing but trouble in Vegas. <laughs> so I, I took it easy. I had, a big, I had a lot of dialogue, too. So. You did. A lot of massages. Yeah, a lot massages. of massages. <laughs> Me and Ken. Real hard on the body. Did you get yourself Vegas. lean for that? You knew you were going to be shirtless. Did you work out for that? Or what? No, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I couldn't work out because I had a broken wrist. Oh, at that's that right. Stage. That's I don't right. Know, do you remember? I broke my right wrist. And I walked in. My left wrist. You can see the scar there. You know, the thing that the guys do when they walk into the casino, that's me and my friends since we were kids. We'd walk in and put five on red. Now, I walked in when we were about to shoot, and I lost. And I was like, guys, we're fucked. This is not going to go well at all. So... It was it was it was a fun episode, you know. And then the you know the the biggest thing that I remember about the episode was I remember Dylan being cautiously optimistic that his storyline wasn't crazy. I mean, it turned out it's the best part of it for me. The Kennedy. yeah yeah I didn't love it at first. <laughs> yeah, I, no, you I did it. Of, uh, did you bring your almonds to today? What's that? Did you bring almonds with you today? Or? <laughs> you know what I did? <laughs> no, you I did. I had almonds. I don't think. <laughs> check that robe. They might be in the pocket. Of that robe. <laughs> we need that robe back. We need that robe back. The Vegas episode was, 
for us, it was so difficult to get the casino and to get all of that happening. And um, who you would know, do that stuff? You know, we our line producers called, but there's not you know not a lot of casinos like are shutting HBO down. Legal? Is it like well, that knows? that's not the tough part. It's calling Hard Rock and making all those contacts and getting them to let us actually go in there and do what we needed to do. And when we're shooting those scenes, you know, if some of you have listened to the podcast, but we we shot stuff pretty complicated for a low budget show and. Walking into the casino in one shot with dialogue of five people and then Seth Green entering as oh well, um, you oh know, is, is, is not an easy challenge, especially when there's a bunch of drunk people gambling at the Hard Rock yeah. who could care less about it. So, yeah, the Seth Green. Hey, Kev, Green. do you remember we, uh, we won a couple bucks at the casino there playing craps? Oh, that's right. Yeah. You, me, Adrian, and Jerry. Yeah, we had a big run on the craps. Yeah, table. I mean, like five grand. Yeah. Something like that. But we also, well, I wasn't there for this one, so we would be. You know, because we were one of, one of the last shows. We, we always shot on film, right? So, you know, yeah, it's a, a dying. It's, yeah, there you go. A couple of film guys over here. Um, you know, so... Some people are like, what's film? What? <laughs> right. You know, now you could just shoot for days on these, on these HD cards. But, you know, back in those days, right? You know, like, there would, be at, there would always be a 10-minute window where they had to reload the film magazines. So they'd be like, cut... You know, you know, we got to change the role, and then everybody would just explode and run to different tables gamble. to gamble, gamble, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're on a roll, you don't want to walk over to the set, <laughs> right? Then they would have to send people out to find us all, be like Dylan, and then we'd get back to the take, and everybody was like talking about the last five minutes, and you and Jerry had a big. Run yeah, we had a big takes. role. I, I know I was mixing it up. We we actually won some money playing craps too. But that that's was a whole that was that night. But you guys won a bunch of money between takes as yes, well. We did, which yeah. I got killed, which was terrible. I'm glad you guys had fun while I was sitting in the room rewriting dialogue because <laughs> Dylan was going, "I'm not fucking saying this, bro. No way." <laughs> Hands of gold, Ken. Hands of gold. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we had the then we had the the thing with with Seth Green, which you know Seth Green and I did a, a Matchbox car wash commercial together in, like, 1982. I've known him my... It's a true story. I've That's known him my funny. whole life. Seth is a great guy. Um, so, yeah, exactly. So, so Sloan, I say, what up? <laughs> not, not a day goes by that somebody doesn't have something to say about that one. It's just, oh, it never ends. It never ends. But, um, so... You know, it, it, there is a there is a thing where we're going to do this fight, and it's it's all like a, a, you know b based off of Dylan's anger with 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 Ken, right? Yeah. So Dylan snaps, and yeah. he's looking to unload on somebody. So, <laughs> the, you know, you can understand both parts of it. Seth Green is like, uh, you know, he's doing us a favor, and he was. Yeah. He's like, yo, I'm doing you a favor. I'm not getting beat up on the show. <laughs> Can I just give a... I just got to give a little... Said, well, I'm not getting beat up on the show. I just got to give a little interjection to this because it is so funny how actors... They're playing a character, obviously, but when it comes to getting beat up, all of a sudden it became this thing. So originally, I wrote this for Scott Kahn. Yeah, and Scott Kahn can beat me up. <laughs> And Scott Kahn is not a big guy, but as Bamba, who's here somewhere, will tell you, he's an animal. He's a trained he's a black, black belt. belt. Yeah, he can beat me up. I'm happy with that. Seth can't. But it all starts. I take, not even close. But I take, Scott, close. I take Scott Kahn to dinner. I'm like, I want you to play this part. Here's the part. You're going to pick on Connolly. And he's just looking at me kind of like James Kahn's dad. It was Sonny Corleone, for those who know. And he's like, what do you mean I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on Connolly? I'm like, like you're going to fuck with him. And you're like, maybe get in a fight with him. He goes... I can't get in a fight with Connolly. And I, I, I was like, why? He goes, I, I'd kill him. You know? <laughs> so he I'm did like, choke me out once upon a time in 99. True story as well. But I'm like, you're acting. It doesn't really matter whether you'd kill him or not. And he's like, yeah, but I'm playing myself, and myself would kill Kevin Connolly. So, so I'm Fair like, enough. all right, we'll, we'll find somebody else. So I get Seth Green, and then Connolly gets the script, and he goes, I mean, if Seth Green hits me, nothing, <laughs> like nothing's going to happen. I'm like... <laughs> What do no, you mean? No, do you, so, you know, the, our, our crew works so hard, and they're there way after us, uh, way before us, and way after us. But for a scene like that, Dylan, do you remember this? When we were shooting, the, at, we were shooting um, I don't even know if it's there anymore, but it was Body English at the Hard Rock was the club. Yeah, like you don't know if it's there, I'm sure. I don't know. I mean, no, I don't know if it's still there. I mean, it's, it's there. <laughs> Dylan's um, got the number in his phone, believe me. <laughs> He's got a kid now. He doesn't go out anymore. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, but Body English is a no-go for me these days. Um, but, you know, so what, what happened was we knew there was going to be a fight. So... You know, these guys are there hours before. They choreograph all this stuff. And, and then the last thing they do is bring in the actors. And we watch 
the stunt rehearsal. Do you remember this? I do remember because I had the broken wrist and I didn't <laughs> want to get my wrist any, uh, any more damaged than it was. Yeah, so we're like with our, we have our like coffee and our bagels and we watch the stunt rehearsal <laughs> yeah. and I see this one stunt guy bouncing off the walls. He's flying around. He gets thrown over the railing. I was like, who's that guy playing? They're like, oh, that's you. <laughs> I said, the fuck it is. Fuck that. No chance. I said, Doug, let's... And now, now it's Doug and Seth Green and I. Like, nobody wants to get beat up. So we came, with, came to the... Uh, right? What did we decide on that? We would just cut wide, cut to a wide shot. Yeah, we so decided. So nobody really won. Yeah. But like, I'm like, watching this guy. I'm like, that's me? No but, way, dude. But honestly, though, just for people who are interested in the creative process, like, that whole thing changed. And the Dylan punch really didn't happen until... which. Well, we it saved the day. It. I mean, it did. It saved the whole thing, and it's yeah. just such a great end to the episode. But that wasn't in the original script, and um, you know, Seth Green throws me over the railing. Are you <laughs> kidding me? How's he going to do that? Just, that's just wrong. By and, the way, with all the social gloves and all this stuff that's going on now with the fighting, maybe we <laughs> you and Green in like a steel cage. You know, you know, it's funny. Nice, Seth, I like it. Seth is a guy. He's just he's just got so much confidence too, right? So I remember at one point he was like, "Well, why don't we just see what happens." <laughs> What if Seth Green is some fucking crazy black belt? <laughs> he may be a black belt. He was so confident. I was like, well, let's not see what happens. We don't want anybody to get hurt here. <laughs> After that first rehearsal, I was like, yeah, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I knew. Like, and then there was the other kid, though. Uh, like, we put a kid in. No, they were, the, the Seth, uh, Seth Green's crew were, was, our, was our crew guys, Mo. Wardrobe. Yeah, but there was that one guy Dave. who was just like a fan Dave. or something that we put in. Do you remember it? And he wanted to like, I think he got drunk during the, the <laughs> scene and he thought we were really fighting or something. You don't remember that guy? <laughs> and he was kind of thick. He was wide. You don't remember He was an guy? actor, bro. No, he, he absolutely was not. I put him in from the casino. He was like, please put me in. Please put me in. <laughs> and then he had, I think he had a couple of shots right before the scene. And then he's like, ah, I may take Johnny Drama down right now. You know? <laughs> And, you know, people talk all the time about how much is improvised, how much is written. Most of it's written, but Seth Green came up with some genius stuff. The I Jackson mean, the guy Pollock. really is Doug wants of... it on the record that he did not say the Jackson Pollock line. I mean, I'm a little upset that I didn't, but uh, now in, in 2021, I guess it's not, that, uh, it's not that PC. But that was Seth's line, but it was a great line. And he was just throwing them off, like, off the top of his head one after the other. It was actually difficult to edit him because he, he was so funny, and he... A lot of people ask if he's an obnoxious guy. He's one of the nicest the people I've ever worked with. The I don't drink tequila crew. Jägermeister. Jäger crew. Which is true. I mean, Jesus. But that was my Jager? drink. That was my drink from New Orleans College, you know, which I hope everyone's doing well in New Orleans with what's going on today. That's my, where I went oh, yeah. to school and kind of a, it's even more of a second home than L.A. Even though I've been here 30 years, I still consider myself a New Yorker and, and New Orleans probably second, but... Big storm obviously is heading there, so we'll pray for everybody. Oh, it's there, man. Yeah, so um, but it's pretty the, wild. But you know, this episode—it it was so much fun going on behind the scenes, and so many things that were were awesome. Yeah, about all it. of us for eight days. A couple people went missing. Yeah. Do you remember that? I think I do. It was probably Adrian. No, <laughs> you don't remember that? No. We had a couple of crew members that went missing. Who went mi missing? I don't know. I don't want to know if I should say their names, but like, you know, that was always the, the worry was always like, you know, what happens when Connolly Wardrobe Dylan, department, right? I so think it was, uh, whatever, let's stay out of the departments. But, <laughs> okay. you know, I think, <laughs> but a couple, somebody got, went, went missing and then was never, they never came back. They didn't show up, but that was always the fear. Like, what if somebody so gets how, going? Reese, Reese has been known to go missing in Vegas occasionally. That's well, what my well, Billy, Reese, guy Reese, Billy Walsh. Reese, who played Billy Walsh, he went to Vegas when we first started. It's my, it's my birthday party, right? And, and we're shooting, and when you're shooting a show, obviously you can't change your hair. I can change it, but you, you can't. But Reese got fucked up in Vegas and shaved his head and <laughs> no. came back. He did it himself. No. It was the worst cut you ever saw. We, we, patchy. we were all like going our separate ways, and I was like, guys, no matter, just whatever, just be here this spot tomorrow at 10 a.m. We got to leave. We, you know, we got to catch this plane. Everybody's there. The only one missing, Reese, 10 o'clock, 10.05, 10.30. Reese comes down with a shaved head. I'm like, the show is over. We're shooting tomorrow. But as it turned out, it was the Medellin premiere. Well, I so came up with this idea that he, at the Medellin premiere, premiere he takes his hat off and he goes, I f I'm so nervous, I fucking shaved my head off. But so it, 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 it ended up working out. If that were me, I would have gotten sued by HBO. I would have been a disaster. 
You know, and Reese, just as, as long as... I wonder if he knew that would work. I don't know. As it, long as we're on Reese, who is Connolly and maybe my favorite character that yeah. isn't one of it, the main Outside crew. of you, Dylan. I, you know, we know... Well, I love myself. You know that. <laughs> no, no, I, I love him, too. He's my favorite. Yeah. He really is. No, but he's it, great. But Reese Coiro, who is such a great actor, I remember when he came in, because when we were first casting the show... Obviously, we were looking for Mark Wahlberg to play the lead guy, which is almost impossible to find. There's just not a lot of guys like him. And we got Adrian, who was great, but a year later, we meet Reese, who's kind of a tougher, bigger New York guy. And uh, I just remember we were sitting at lunch at the thing, and, and Reese walks in with, like, a wife beater on, and every girl in the place was like, who the fuck is that? And I looked at Connolly. We're, we're in season three, I think, and I'm like... Season one. I'm man. like, should he have been Vince? Did we fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> no, so, Reese is great. Maybe I, he'll be Vince in the movie if Adrian really doesn't does. want to do it, yeah. in the reboot or whatever. We'll see what happens. But how, how close to your experiences of going to Vegas was this guy's crew? Because this really was how my friends are, um, forgetting the fight stuff. But, like, I mean... What kind of stuff did you guys do when you go to Vegas besides steal chairs from Conor McGregor fights? <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know, Turtle gets Vince into a bit of a situation with the with the uh, the, the stripper contest. Yeah. You know, that's a bad look. You can get, you know, your agents, would, Dylan, your agent would not be thrilled if you were judging a strip contest that, no. in Vegas. But Dylan would do but it for the right in. price like, if anyone's got it all. Stay out of it, agent. This is my, <laughs> it's my call. <laughs> <laughs> but Connolly, you've gone to Connolly, who just coincidentally happened to... He lived in this world of kind of big stars before the Where show. Where are going with this? I, I want to know in your trips with your celebrity we friends... We never judged this stripper contest. Was yeah, there his any, friends but, that he couldn't get to do cameos was, on Entourage. Was there anyone... <laughs> I, I don't know about you. I didn't see Matt Dillon pop up in any episodes either. <laughs> Touche, E, touche. <laughs> Still waiting for that Matt Dillon cameo 20 years later. <laughs> were, there, were there any guys in the crew, when, when, when Mark and his crew first pitched me the idea of doing this show, the stories would be like, oh, you know, Mark's friend Paulie who uh, started the fan club and stole all the stole money from the, the fan money. club. Can and you I'm imagine like, that? I don't know if people are going to like that crew, but when, <laughs> in your... It's not a likable character yeah. stealing the fan club. But money. was there anyone in, in whatever, Leo's or Toby, was there, besides Mike Young maybe, was anyone coming up with really kind of strange things to go, oh, No, it was nothing. never. It was never like that. No, uh, Kevin no, doesn't no. want to talk. He's scared. He's I still want to know why Matt Dillon wasn't on Entourage. I'm being totally honest. <laughs> He's going to do the reboot. Uh, <laughs> You're going to get Leo for the reboot? I'll get Matt. You get Leo, all right? <laughs> and by the way, I can tell you right now, Conley holds all the keys, because if you get Leo for the reboot, it happens tomorrow. So, well, like, <laughs> Don't hold your breath. I don't hold your breath. He's not, yeah, make the call, yeah. That would be a great call. It'd be a very short call, trust me. Now, what about you, Kevin? Your trips to Vegas? He's an it, animal. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, we did that epic trip to Vegas with Mark Wahlberg. We flew out on a private jet. This is before we started filming. Oh, right we when we it. got the cast together. Yeah, right. we're a bonding trying trip. trying to get us to bond a bit. We had a great time. So tell us about that trip. Mark, Mark obviously was amazing, executive producer, made everything happen. But the show gets uh, picked up. And we've got our cast, and Mark says, we're going to Vegas tomorrow. So t just tell us about that trip. Yeah, Don't tell us too much about the trip. <laughs> it, it was the four guys on a private jet with a couple of Mark's boys and just flew us out, went to clubs and all that. Yeah, Kevin Connolly got into nothing but trouble, but I won't get into all that. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Let's keep this. That's what it is. Uh, no, it was fun. Keep it clean, huh? <laughs> no, it was a PG. It was a uh, very Yeah, PG. right. <laughs> no, but it was a bonding trip. It was a bonding trip. And do you think yes. you guys bonded? Do you think it helped the show? The yeah, time? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I got the first time I saw Dylan hammered, stumbling <laughs> around the casino. <laughs> Oh, I'm just kidding. That might be the truth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a fun trip. But we had a bunch of, of uh, fun Vegas trips, yeah, which yeah. is why, you know, when we actually went out there to shoot, there wasn't really the need to. We really did. You know, that, that's the, the thing, too, about the show. Like, it, we, as much fun as we had, we, we you know, we worked hard. Yeah, we, we worked did. long, we long, long, long hours. And By the way, I don't know if you can see my <laughs> eyes Doug. rolling, but Doug, yeah, was, oh, yeah. they worked so fucking hard. I they can't even tell shedding a tear for us right now. <laughs> I mean, Doug's, no, no, Doug's no, got like... new eyebrows as well. Did you see that? <laughs> 
what an eye roll. They're tattooed. What an eye roll. They're tattooed on. Is that fine? No, but we. But I'm, the point is, is that you know we had been to Vegas enough to where there was not the need to go. You know. Crazy. We went to dinners and that kind of. Maybe we went out yeah. a little bit. We had a couple of drinks. But so, I do. I do want to talk a little bit about though. You know, since we're doing this live, we've talked about some of this on the podcast though. But for real, was there a more fun thing that you've done in your career than this show? Was there anything? Nothing. That, yeah. I mean, I've had a lot. I had a lot of fun on. You know, Platoon was great in the Philippines with all the guys. That was yeah. awesome. The doors. I played in front of a big crowd and all that. But there was nothing more fun. Yeah. In this show, Entourage, and the character was great. Yeah, well, we need a reboot, right? <laughs> reboot, reboot. <laughs> Dylan, oh loves... look at that! I got a reboot chanko. <laughs> Dylan loves his own character. He's like, it's like all about. Whenever we're covering an episode that Dylan's not, I'm really, hearing jealousy like, in your voice. I never really loved this e. episode. I was never a huge fan of this episode. I was like, why? Because you're not in it a lot. But that anything to do with it? No, well, but we should. Look at, but we should at... talk about Piven in this episode though, because he's so. He's so good. <laughs> he's, yeah, I mean, not, he really not, is. Yeah. I, like, watching it today and watching his reactions just at the blackjack table, which was, you know, again, was, it was a little bit of my comic look like at Casino when Joe Pesci is in Casino yelling at the guy and, and Piven yells at the dealer once. It's just, it's, it's really hilarious. And, uh, you know. Go ahead, Dylan. You want to say it. Yeah, no, no, that's like Kevin Connell. I've been, <laughs> I've been on a blackjack table with Kevin going off on the poor I wasn't dealer. I was going off on the dealer. He was a cooler. They brought him I in. I think from you the called back. the dealer a donkey. You're like, nice, nice, you donkey. <laughs> well, I know. I said, this guy's a donkey. Somebody relieve him. When's <laughs> lunch, bro? I know When's there's a brain? story. Well, you're Irish. So you're the donkey. What are the Irish? Just because you brought up the chiller, I know there's a story from you in Vegas with. Don Johnson, who I'm not talking Don Johnson, the actor. I'm talking the real Don Johnson from Instagram. But Doug refers to everybody by their Instagram handle. <laughs> you don't but, want to have a real name. You only but have an he was in handle. Vegas, and he's a big gambler, and he had Adrian sitting at his table. And yeah. just, do you remember a little oh, bit about Grenier's this? Oh, a cooler. Yeah, sure. I, I was in there, but he told me that uh, he he was went down like two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand <laughs> dollars since Adrian was there. He's like, dude, you got to leave. You got to leave. I'm sorry, but you got to leave my table. And Adrian, Adrian I remember Adrian, he was like, you're kidding, right? the guy that hits on 17. I just feel lucky. I'm just going to hit. <laughs> no, bro, there's five other people playing. You can't hit 17. This place but, is going to turn But I know he right. told me, Don told me, he said, true. he said, Adrian, you got to go. And Adrian was like, ha, ha. And he had like his two bodyguards <laughs> yeah. with him. It was See, like, we're serious, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. we love Entourage, but this guy's story. a million-dollar player. Get the fuck out of here. Get off this table. Yeah. So what, what's your best win in Vegas? What's your best day? My Did you... best win ever was uh, $24,000. Oh. But it was uh, at Jupiter's Casino in Australia. It was pretty decent. Aussie dollars. But I, I've done, Aussie, I, I'm trying I, to do I've the, done about $8,000. trying to do the math play, on that Oh, wait. Did that just drop to $8,000? Is that yen? No, no, what is it American in Vegas, dollars? I'm bro. talking about Vegas. $8,000. $8,000? Right. I mean, it was more exciting at twenty four. Yeah, right? I was going to well, say. Yeah, that, that was great. It was all playing craps. I was yeah. trying to convert it, but I couldn't do it. I had... Uh, I had I mean, about 20000 American. I've, I've told this story like <laughs> countless times. It's like probably heard of it a million times, but I was, you know... At the Binions, uh, Horseshoe Binions, I was underage. And uh, a friend of mine, she was 24, and I was like, hey, will you run this money through the slot machine? And we won $403,000 on, uh, what did on, she on do, 50 Kevin? cents. Well, she kept the money and told me to go fuck myself, is what she did. <laughs> That's what happened. She, I, don't know if you, I don't know if anyone's ever heard that story. That's he told it on Leno, story. but. We hit a one, in, it was like a he one. He was in, underage. It was like a one in 7.6 million shot, and I walked wow. away with fucking lint in my pockets. Where is she now? I don't know. Yes, you do. Didn't she pay you some of it eventually? Nah, no, no, no. Nah. She's a Nothing. crook. She's a crook. I no. mean, she belongs in jail. But Ke Ke in jail. Kevin doesn't like because to tell he'd the be story. Because he's in jail. For, the Donald Trump. for whatever reason, Kevin doesn't like to tell the story. But then a decade later, he's nominated for an Emmy. He gets up from his seat, and they have people that fill the seats when you get up. And and this girl who stole his money was the seat filler. So, so. Payback is a bitch, but goes was, goes around, comes around. That is one of the worst. I actually, stories was I've uncomfortable ever. when. Uh, yeah. And by the way, they <laughs> drove. You drove to Vegas with her like seven uh, hours. No, we were all friends. It was like a group of us. We were, you know, I, I would have. All I know is I would have never done that to her. That's what I, <laughs> I hope not. Jesus, well, you know, money does crazy things. Yeah, Dylan gets crazy in Vegas with money. <laughs> that eight thousand dollar conversion rate or whatever he's talking about. <laughs> you know, this, this episode. 
again, like I said, it was, it, was one of awesome. my, it was one of my favorites. It was a chance for us to get out of town and, you know, which is just a lot of fun doing that. So, and we got a chance to do that a couple of times. We shot in Cannes. I wish we know who went missing. Do you not remember this story? Me or Dylan? Who no, are you looking do at? Do you remember Dylan? Don't, Dylan, don't say anything. Just a, a couple, somebody, we turned around. I was like, hey, what happened to Joe from, you know, whatever. Some people, two people went You're missing. You're not talking about a cast member, though, are no, you? No, no, no. It wasn't a cast member. It was a crew but member. what do you mean missing? They like, just went out and, you know, never came home kind of thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that happens in Vegas. They just got caught up in the moment of Vegas. Yeah. Supposed to stay in Vegas. but like, Might have been in the Spearman Rhino at some point, you know, but... Uh, whatever, we'll, we'll find, we'll talk about that one off air. But, yeah. um, a lot of grippuccinos, grippuccinos. You know Speaking what a of grippuccinos, we need a couple more Irish crickets up here, huh? Stock Come on, Dave. Dave. Yeah, Dylan will never make it through a full podcast without having to take a word from our sponsors. And then he runs out to go to the bathroom. Doug and I are sitting there That like, might no. happen at any time. <laughs> I'm shocked you haven't already, by the way. But I, I didn't do a warm-up like KC. I had a couple drinks beforehand. I had a drink. Oh, okay. I had to take the edge off. Give me a break. I mean, as long as they're bringing it up, we've talked about it on the show before, but we have a famous thing that we talk about, which was the St. Paddy's Day Massacre, which, you know... when the I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I mean, but we shot on St. Patrick's Day in the schedule was, got pushed wrong a little in the bit. first place. This is everything wrong about that in the first place. Um, but everything. having these two Irish guys have some time on their hands and well, some alcohol. Well, it was alcohol. a 7 o'clock call time. A lot of, lot of daylight. A lot of yeah. daylight to burn. <laughs> Dylan and I ended up at Irish Times. I'm getting, I'm getting desperate. I might drink this White Claw. And he said, oh, here we go. Here we go. Stock tip. There we go. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh... Where do you get that pizza boy sweatshirt? Where do you get that pizza boy? Yeah, I know, Dave. Thanks for the warm beers. <laughs> rather, bring me a hot tea while you're at it. Jesus. Let me hear that cricket, dude. So what do you guys think? You want to take some questions some from questions. people? I got questions. I got some questions. Let's, let's talk you're to the very audience. Very questionable. Okay. Omar from uh, Merced, California, age 30. Omi. Where are you? Omi. Where are you, Omar? Is Gary finding him? Where is Omar? Coming in hot. Oh, he's in the bathroom? He's in the bathroom. Wait, this just flew in. Are telling me this Omar? one just flew in hot? I don't know. What are the odds? Next question. Well, no, we'll, we'll come back to it. Well, Dylan's catching paper planes <laughs> from Matt Doheny, who, who says, fuck you gently. I'm not sure who that, who that is to, but uh, he wants to know my favorite person that was not on the show. Oh, favorite favorite person you met on the oh. show? Oh. Yes, how you doing? Well, that Christ. would have to be between nice handwriting, bro. That would have to be between yeah, terrible, Dylan like a and <laughs> uh, You know what? Honestly, we we had basically thirteen or fourteen years together, and I, I mean, the a entire lot of the crew from Kissing a Fool was on Entourage. <laughs> So that started way before Dylan and I. But you know what the truth is, and a lot of people talk about this, we had a great group of people. And, you know, you hear horror stories about different stuff that goes on, but the reason we're so close, and the truth is, Jerry and even Adrian, who isn't doing the podcast, which is weird, because we all like to consider ourselves close friends and brothers, but we had a really great group, so I wouldn't want to pick a favorite person, but uh, my kids were on the show, so they probably I'm his favorite, though. By the way, it's me. You know, Dylan would Kevin, be slightly Kevin ahead of gets upset, but it was me for sure. I'm, I'm yeah. curious about E and Anna Ferris at Greystone. Um, do you guys got any stories about that? Sorry, I still have the, I have the mic. Oh, Jesus. They, they gave me this thing, go. so there I don't know what's happening. How many questions is this guy get? He, yeah, he got I don't know. Bed. They gave me a microphone, so I, I, I'm going to talk. Ready, get ready, get ready. No, but um, so you guys shot a uh, episode at my family's house up at Greystone with E and Anna Ferris. Oh wow, you got a rich family. Well, you know. Motherfucker, you are, bro. <laughs> it, 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 it's a good life. I'm not gonna lie. But no I want to hear about the story about Great you house. and uh, Anna Ferris at Greystone. Yeah, no, that was. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. You can keep that microphone all night. Bro. All right, hey, I will. I will. You can be borrowing money. No, that's a great. I, I live. I live right over there. No, it was. It was. Uh, it was amazing. It's actually one of my funny when we talk about some of the sort of the, the side characters. The guy that played uh, Anna Ferris's uh, boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, AJ Buckley. AJ Buckley and Anna Ferris and that whole thing. Yeah. It's a few times where you're watching, and of course I'm standing there boring everybody to death, but um, these two, Anna Ferris and AJ Buckley, are just I mean, AJ Buckley, who's on what, SEAL Team 6? Yeah, or, he's on. He's I just, mean, is one of the funniest actors, and he's yeah. doing drama. It, mean, was, it, was, it was amazing. No, that was a lot of fun. I love that because it, uh, it was close to my house. 
And I, can you and I be friends forever? All right, I got a question from Edgar. Is he taking a piss as well? Edgar from Anaheim, who started out the show at 32 and is now 40. So I'm suspicious. Kevin Dillon, how many drivers did you break during the Tom Brady episode? A lot, a lot. I think we broke five or six because you guys kept scoring them. So they had the prop guy score the driver. What does that mean? Snap, like cut along the edge of the shaft. And they would break too clean. Ew. <laughs> they would break so clean it didn't look natural. And I said, Doug, on the last one, I said, this is our last driver. I said, just let me break it. Don't score. Don't touch anything. Just shoot it wide. And I did that's when I did the step move, and it worked out perfect. That's not, With, not Dylan's first driver that he's broken. No, the, that's first, sure. the four, first four, if you remember, Doug, were over my knee. And, and just so like, you know, with Dylan, anything. anything that was a golf scene, he takes it very seriously. And he's much more concerned with his swing looking good than the comedy or the story. <laughs> so like, it's going to well, make me look bad to the fellow I know what a, wing foot. I broke a couple clubs in my day. Yes, and you I have. know they don't break. Like I've that. seen it. They don't snap like it. that. All right. Ben Beavers is age 21. Ben Beavers? KD, will you sign Ben Beavers' calf? <laughs> We're... Yeah, all right, get up here. Come, Come on up here. <laughs> Better be a nice calf, I'll tell you right now. Or you got here. <laughs> Is it an implant? <laughs> what, what, you got something I can sign? All right, all right. This is weird, man. This is weird. Dude, this is like, this Good. is getting like Look at that, look at that python. That's a fucking Jesus calf for Christ. you right there, bro. He's got, he's got tree trunks. This guy's got tree trunks. Jesus, Kevin. <laughs> Victory! Victory! Hey, Somebody's got to send me that calves. video. I'm not going to lie. They're good calves. He's I'm not going to admire another calves. man's calves, but that, that was impressive. Right, I got another one for How? you. I got another one for I you, Dylan. Show him the calves. Jesus Christ. The guy's got real calves. <laughs> That's an that's a nice implant right there. Once it, I can't even get my. Once a day we got to look at his. By the way, I know we I know we talked about his reaction to the Ken story when he saw the script with the fake calves. He called me up. He's like, "Bro, what the fuck is this? What were you thinking, Doug? What were you thinking? (laughs) No, no, no. When they they lined up the cameras, like, well, they better get a standing in here because they don't (laughs) want to shoot my calves. They're monsters. Remember that." You're like, this guy That's can't true. shoot my calves. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I said, you're going to have to shoot around my calves. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dylan, here's another question for you that you're going to lie about. What is your handicap, and what is the lowest <laughs> score you've ever shot? My handicap is a little questionable right now. Let's <laughs> get on a It says I'm a, like a 7.8, but I'm probably closer to like an 11 right now. I've been playing a lot of golf. <laughs> it's true. Work brings, yeah, it goes up with work. But I, I shot two under. On a 72-par golf course, I shot a 70. I had six birdies and four bogeys. So that, that's my best score. Two under. How many mulligans? How many mulligans? One off the first tee. That's the only place you can use a mulligan. Off Dylan the first says, and, and, uh, which, I li- which I agree with, and I love it. If, if you're a member at a club, it is, a, it is a, an unspoken rule. You, that you get a mulligan off the first tee. One off the first tee. Nowhere else on the golf course. Which right. was invented at Wingfoot, by the way. By, so by Dylan. Dr. Dylan. Mulligan at Wingfoot. Well, we're still debating whether Dylan invented Irish crickets. Did you, you guys hear of that before Dylan? I had Has not. anyone heard of that? No. Irish crickets. Well, right here. By the way, is Omar back? Is Omar back? Omar, okay. What were you doing in the bathroom, bro? <laughs> It was a long time. I was going to say, bro. Everything all right, Omar? Everything all right? <laughs> Don't feel bad. Dylan goes four times a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I got to go. Dylan's going to take a, a commercial word break. For, <laughs> Dylan's going to take a word from our spouse. I don't even know if I should be asking this question, but it did come in from these guys. So, Omar, uh, Gev, at dr- Drama, not Dylan, <laughs> do you still fuck like a puma? <laughs> and, and which I agree, what exactly does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is that from you, Omar? <laughs> First of all, it's the only way I fuck. Yeah, of course I fuck like a puma. Nice and smooth and slow. Is there another way? Is there another way? way? (laughs) Uh, Can I just say, though, 
Dylan, right when the podcast starts and we start to get That's a little fucking tra- hilarious, we start bro. to get a little traction, and Dylan is learning about Instagram. He posts that. He goes, "Do you fuck like a puma?" And I no tag somebody that fucks like a puma. I said, Dylan had someone running his Instagram account. But I called Connolly. I'm like, we're getting canceled immediately. <laughs> we're done. Dylan is in front of a puma in Vegas and said, tag somebody that fucks like a puma. Doug called me in a panic. <laughs> Did you see this? Do you know what they're going to do? And Dylan you know goes, you wrote the fucking line. What are you getting mad at me <laughs> no, about? Dylan said, By the way, it was a jaguar, too. It wasn't even a puma. <laughs> even a puma. But Dylan said, um, he said, yeah, I was a little surprised myself when I saw that. I was going to take it down until I saw how many likes it got. It got a lot of likes, bro. Got a lot of likes. <laughs> Fucking planet are we on? Dylan didn't know what Instagram was until two weeks ago. Now he's talking about likes. True that. True that. All right. Here we go. Um, Michael from Chicago, 24. Here, my question is, if there are a reboot, any specific fan favorite characters you'd like to bring back? Nikki Rubenstein, Dice, Max Ballard. He'd make a phenomenal grown-up Max Ballard. Yeah, I wonder what happened. Cheers. Keep rocking. We so need who would dice. you bring back? We need Dice. I mean, we had so many great people. When you say every name, I'd like to bring back. Adam Goldberg, who played Nikki Rubenstein, is amazing. I would love to, to work with him again. And obviously, Dice already said yesterday when he saw the TMZ thing. He I said, I'm in. I so, saw that. He's in. Um, yeah, but, you know. Dice is in on setting that up i'm sure we got johnny bananas we got to follow up with but i mean I, again you know we had some Busey was awesome we had we were lucky enough to work with some of the greatest people in the world the athletes filmmakers actors whatever matt damon you know um so we take whoever we could get you, you know? know this this one too while we're talking about being able to you know do cool things like this this is um Michael Ferroli from West Hampton Beach, Long Island. Long Island, nice yeah, bathroom. Long Island, there Long we Island go. got the bathroom. Long Island got the bathroom. I would have it. Fix, fix. <laughs> I love it. I'm happy that that happened. So, um, in first class jerks, first class jerk, right? Which was Jerry and. Uh, what are you asking me to remember the title of this? That thing? was weird. Jerry like meets years. Jamie Lynn in, yeah, the, in, the, okay. in the first class. I do. What a um, title. Y- you're wearing. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. Um, you're wearing a Patchog Raiders T-shirt. What prompted you that in that scene, and how did it feel to rep your old high school? So I was repping my old high school, but coincidentally, um, obviously my character, Eric Murphy, but uh, Lieutenant Michael Murphy, who Lone Survivor was based on, went to my high school. We know, we know Murph. Yeah. yeah, right? So, so uh, that was his number, and it was Jersey, and it was a nice way to pay homage to uh, certainly the pride and joy of our high school. And, Frankly, like pride and joy. It wasn't America. you, bro. Huh? It wasn't you, I guess. <laughs> no, no, I no, I, I, I said. Kevin, I, I, were you voted top ten pride of your high school or no? Well, I, obviously, I'm not Michael Murphy, dude. Yeah, no, I just, I, I didn't put you as one. No one put yeah, you. Yeah, I one. barely I'm, graduated I'm high school, two. dude. The guy's Medal of Honor winner. The guy's, the, you know, no. I was not comparing you to Michael Murphy. I was wondering how you came in the list, like Golden top Globe 10. nominee <laughs> Kevin Connolly. Come on, you got to be. Yeah, on you got to be top ten, no? I'm, I'm up there. I'd be eleven. He's eleven. Top five. I was in the Hall of Fame. I'm in the Hall of Fame. So are you, right, Doug? You're in the Hall of Fame. Dylan, are you in the Hall of Fame? I'm, I'm in the high school Hall of Fame. I, I would think I, so. I, I think so. I got, no, no, I you think don't I think so. In, you know you're either in the Hall of Fame or you're not. You were not, not in the Hall of Fame. I guess I'm not. Dylan okay. doesn't even know where the high school is. It's like the podcast <laughs> office. It's a dropout, bro. No, but it was it was it was a great honor to be able to wear, and it's funny because it was before Lone Survivor, um, so it was just more of a local story at the time. So it was great to be able to uh, honor you know Mike Murphy, and it's it's pretty incredible. I mean, he he grew up like a half mile away from me. I met him you know once or twice as a kid, but pretty cool. So yeah, it was nice to be able to do that. Make sure you guys go to Olivetta Restaurant in in West Hollywood. Executive Is chef, that Michael. There we go, Michael Pirelli. What's up, Michael? I can't even see you. How you doing? (laughs) We go there all the time. Hopefully, uh, life gets back to normal. Which place? Olivetta. Oh, wow. That's my nice place. Um, Okay, this is a good one. What's everybody's favorite episode? um, uh, This is Randy Rodriguez from Burbank, California, 25. I don't know what it was called, but I I don't remember the names of these episodes. I'm guessing it's some episode where you were awesome in it. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, isn't that all of them? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was the... uh, it was where Johnny Drama's having a tough time. He's having a, he's getting a massage. He can't concentrate. He's getting a rub and tug. He's having a little problem. Because <laughs> he's stressed you out draw about the from review. your own life for that performance? I don't know what you're talking about, Doug. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the one. What is it called? Wait. The review? No, it's not the review. <laughs> nice. You don't remember review. writing that, huh? No, Doug? it's the resurrection. Resurrection. Uh, yeah. It's, it's the yeah, episode so he gets where he the, screams victory. He gets the review. Draw. Yeah, it's the Vegas victory on the knees at the Grand Canyon, where you were just like by yourself. 
Yeah, I didn't need yourself. you guys. Just me and the camera. That's all we need. <laughs> you know, my favorite episode was the U2 episode. Uh, not because of anything about the what happened in the show, but U2 was my favorite band. And, and the fact it was your birthday, we, too. It was my birthday. I was like, I had a lot of hair. <laughs> and the fact that we were able to get U2, what happened was I wrote it for Dodgers Stadium. And like a week before, we got a call that the Dodgers were not letting us shoot there. Because and we were the, smoking weed. Yeah, we were smoking weed. And, not uh, real weed, fake weed, but... And it's now legal, so maybe you can do that at Dodger Stadium. Now, I don't know. But anyway, I, Brian Burns, who worked on the show, he was always talking that he travels with Bono. Everybody and, knows Bono. Yeah, and I, I walked in, I was in a bad mood, and I said, hey, Burns. No, you were in a bad mood? <laughs> I said, no. hey, Burns, get, why don't you get fucking you 2 on the show? It's on my birthday, April 6th. And he looked at me like I was crazy. The next day, he called me up. He's like, they're in. Which, I, honestly, to explain how incredible that was in season two, when we could barely get Mark Wahlberg to show up for his cameo, yeah. um, it, it was pretty amazing. And then... Uh, Is that season two, the U2 thing? It was season two, yeah, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, when that happened and, and the filming of that, you know, we were shooting that live at a U2 concert. Again, the show was not big yet, so nobody knew who we were. We were trying to film it. It was very complicated, and uh, when we got that scene back, a lot of people think it's fake, and, and Bono says, happy birthday, Johnny Drama, in Spanish. It was, it was really a magical moment, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think of those things. And then Yankee Stadium had a similar feel to it. Like yeah, Mark, I bet it did. You know, Mark... <laughs> so, little backstory to this Yankee Stadium episode. Mark DeShera, who's a friend of mine, got us Yankee Stadium to film at, and I brought every one of my high school friends and their kids and my kids Illegally. to shoot there, Illegally. which was incredible. But the best Against part of this... DGA rules. So you know how we go, whoever hasn't heard this story. Kevin Connolly was directing the episode, which I'm I I'm also a diehard Yankee fan. I was life. nice enough to allow him to direct the episode. But um, there was no way he could act... Conveniently, we couldn't schedule Yankee Stadium with the rest of the stuff. So By the way, I could tell... Con I could tell fill in for me as a director I could tell Connolly's white Yankee claws are kicking in because he's getting a little more aggro. But what happened was I told, I tried to film it so that Connolly could somehow be in New York filming right. it, then back in L.A., but it couldn't happen, and the producer sure. called me and said, it's not possible. So I called, hey, buddy, I know how much you want to do this. It's not going to work. Click. He hangs up on me. I'm his friend and his boss, by the way. He hangs up on me and blocks me on Facebook, which to this day... <laughs> I'm still blocked. We're still Kevin in a Kelly. standoff. He said, well, well, you need to request me. You unfriended me. I said, no, well, you should request me. But so we're still not friends on Facebook, which we were, is fine, because I get plenty of you on Instagram. <laughs> but when we were walking on the field at Yankee Stadium, and I had my kids, and, and A-Rod is on the set, and, you know, to share, it was, it was pretty amazing. And that's kind of how I felt about the whole show. We did things that, you know... All of us grew up in places. We didn't know anything about Hollywood, never thought we'd get here, and we got to do stuff that was, you know, once-in-a-lifetime dream stuff. So My favorite episode that we did was called Welcome to the Jungle, and it was season four, the first episode, and it was like the documentary about the making of Medellin. Very well written. It was. It really was. And, um, oh, he, no. <laughs> Kidding, kidding. It's all about performance. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, for me, it, I, I, it's my favorite because it was it was something a little bit different. I mean, it was sort of way out of what it just was not nothing like what we were doing. It was a documentary. It was strange. Um, but yeah, well, Hearts of Darkness was the was about the making of Apocalypse Now. I saw that, I, you know, Christopher Guest, who's made Best in Show, and Spinal Tap inspired me a lot. So I wanted to do something that had that kind of vibe to it. Right, so we weren't actually, obviously, shooting in Medellin. We were in... <laughs> Medellin. Nobody we could say Medellin, by the way. And it's, his baby mom is from Medellin. I don't yeah, know why he can't I, say yeah, she's, well, I know how to say it now. I know how to <laughs> say it now. Yeah, Medellin. Oh, you say it like you knew it. You were saying it wrong the whole time, uh, no, too. No, I never had to say it, but I knew <laughs> how to say it. You only asked. Because you only had one I line in the movie. I tell you how to say your yeah, line, bro. <laughs> Whatever. We had a tough time with that one. But the, the funniest thing I remember But your is baby that, is Medellinian. Yes, of course. <laughs> Medellin. I'm half Colombian, officially. <laughs> I really am. My baby is Kennedy, Kennedy Cruz. But we were in Santa Anita, right? We weren't really in... Yeah, we were we out. We were at the Paramount, Paramount Ranch, if I recoil. Right? Which also brings up a great well, Reese Coiro story. Was, was that where you're going? So, you know, the, the storylines are, are heavily fleshed out, and the scripts are done, basically. A good chunk of the scripts are done before we start shooting. So Reese, you know, Billy Walsh is like, I mean, he's honestly, he's, he's next to the, the guys. He's like, he's, 
The main we character. We need him. And on the first day, we're out at this ranch. It's probably, what, an hour outside of Hollywood, would you yeah. say? Just under an hour? Yeah. And it's like still dark out. It's like 5.30 in the morning. And it's and we, raining. It's raining. And Reese pulls up on a, on a dirt bike. Yeah, like a he $500 drove, dirt bike. He drove from Hollywood out to uh, the middle of nowhere on a dirt bike. And Doug almost had a heart attack in the parking lot. I can't have it. If this guy goes down on the bike, they're going to shut the whole seat. He's in every episode. So Doug had to t- take him aside and like, look, we'll send somebody to pick you up. You can't I'll pick drive. you up myself. It's not a street legal bike. I remember bike. I borrowed his bike and I went ripping around. This <laughs> That's side. exactly what Doug needed. Going, Get off no, that bike. Yeah, Dylan and, and Reese racing around on the dirt bike. But what did you end up doing? Renting them a car You guys have no idea what a miracle it is to make it through the show with a bunch of fucking lunatics <laughs> who you never know who's getting hurt. I mean, Kevin had a very serious basketball arm break, but if you saw this so driveway... I. I didn't have a serious... Kevin Connolly broke his leg. But Kevin Connolly's was at least we were on something that looked relatively safe. Dylan's, like, the fact that we were playing basketball on that uneven pavement... Cobblestone driveway? so dumb, Smart, but... Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Connolly, uh, Russell Wilson airmailed a ball to Kevin Connolly. He broke his leg in several places. It, does, so. it was high. Yeah. Definitely airmailed. Russell it. said it was a great pass. He thought it was you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did. We had some, you know, we did some. Uh, how about the, how about, Dylan, do you remember Eric Roberts with the camper? Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This, that's what, also what, what one of mean? my favorite what, what episodes. I don't know how. You wonder if that's even legal today. What did he do? You? Well, we were driving the, the, you know, we're in the RV. Right, we're out in the desert for Joshua Tree, yeah. and and the cameras are rigged up, and it's just a big, like weird RV. Remember? And, yeah, no, I and remember. And we were doing yeah. the scenes with the girls in the car. We were waving to them, and he almost yeah, yeah. sideswiped the porn stars. You don't remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I was like, guys, we can't. I was like, oh. He by the, the way, plane. the Lincoln was was in terrible shape. I used to drive the whole crew around. It had no brakes. The power <laughs> steering was all over the place. It was a dangerous vehicle. By the way, I almost killed Piven on the pilot because we didn't have enough days to shoot, and I wanted to get uh, this restaurant, the Ivy, if you guys know it. I wanted Piven come out of the Ivy, which was like, you know, the big place an agent would go, and we didn't have any days, and I took the car, got my camera guy without any permits or anything, and I said, Jeremy, just Another go Another DGA on. violation. Yeah, uh, good thing I don't care to work anymore, but we, we, we sent Piven You and in. this guy over here from Doheny. <laughs> But I said, Jeremy, go into the Ivy, make a reservation, then walk out. And he almost got hit by a car crossing the street. And then the Ivy saw the scene after when the show aired, and they wanted to get paid for it. But I don't think we, <laughs> I don't think we ever paid him. So, what other questions we got, Kev? Uh, Dylan? If drama had a signature cocktail, what would it be? <laughs> Johnny Blue. I heard of Johnny Blue. That's a good call. Johnny Blue, maybe, uh, you know, Irish crickets. Irish crickets. Maybe. Irish crickets. <laughs> Johnny Irish Blue. Crickets? Wasn't around. Both of those. Signature cocktail. Johnny Blue is a good signature cocktail. It's not cheap. Um, That's the way Johnny rolls. I want to know if I ever get if I ever get mistaken for Michael J. Fox. No. (laughs) I wish, but no. I wish. I've thought it a couple of times. I'm 47 years old. Nothing young about me at all. I love a young Michael J. Fox. Never, but that's a that's a compliment. Whoever, who was that? But I'm kidding. Um, that was Seth oh, you, Robbins. You want more from Georgia? No, 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 no. Um, all right. So fa- you know, that's the other one. What are the favorite cameos? Right. I mean, that's a that's a common question. But yeah, you know, I was just thinking of Drew Brees, especially with the whole what's going on in New Orleans right now. And yeah. I remember he had just. Won the they Super Bowl. Won. It was the year after that big hurricane hit. So he was a great guy. He's great. He Tom can't... Brady was great. I mean, I'll, Phil prob- I'll probably answer it different every time it's asked, but James Cameron stands out to me because the fact that we were able to get him, build a show around him, and then, you know, when he showed up, you know, Conley had given me some inside tips that he's, he's tough on a set. And when I... When I showed up on the set... You're really inside tips, right? Big <laughs> secret I, that Hollywood's been sitting on. But when I showed years. up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and anyone who doesn't know, James Cameron is still the biggest director in the world, but he was, we were lucky enough to have him. And I, I come on, and the, one of the ADs comes running over, like, Cameron's going fucking nuts. And I'm like, why? He's like, he hates the fucking script. And I was like, what do you mean? I, he had it for like a week. And I walk onto the set and he's yelling and everybody's standing around like Jesus is standing there yelling. And I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. What, like, what do I do? And I'm like, uh, Mr. Cameron, is everything all right? And he's like, 
He's like, no, no, everything's not all right. I'm not going to play a character like this. I'm not going to do this. And then he starts laughing his ass off. But I'm telling you, I don't think I've had, you know, as, as scared as Connolly was of Seth Green really punching him. I was freaking out. I was like, I don't know where this is going, but it was pretty great to I see. I helped set that up. Did you? Is yeah, that true? Yeah, no, we were, we were all in on it. We were all in on it. I mean, it was amazing. And then to get him back, and we had James Cameron on the set. It's midnight, and he's there 10 hours, and we're all freaking out. We're behind schedule. I'm like, we got to get James Cameron out of here. And I, I swear to God, I go to his trailer to try to apologize, and he comes out. He goes, Doug, how do you write this stuff? Like, this is so normal. I'm writing these blue people that... And he wasn't <laughs> fucking with me, though. He was sitting there writing Avatar, and, you know, I've seen him since. I was like, I wish you taught me how to write that instead of this, because uh, I wouldn't be doing a podcast. I'd be doing, you know, $200 million movies. But That's what Dylan said. I always knew we'd be working together, Jim. Just didn't think it would be like I this. I expect it to be like this. <laughs> and Connolly actually got an audition for James Cameron yeah, off of the show, right? Yeah, I froze up, though. <laughs> I choked. I admit it. I choked big yeah. time. They should have cast in... Michael J. Fox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michael J. Fox would have knocked that one out of the park, but uh, I choked. Yeah, I, I did. What was I, that like... part? That was Avatar, right? Yeah, it was Avatar. Um, sorry, Dylan. The Rabisi um, part, was it? Yeah. I didn't get the call now. I don't have to talk to my agents about that. I'm pissed. No, I just, I thought it was, a, I was under the impression that it was a regular audition, but it was in his kitchen. It was weird. Oh, there you go, Kev. Oh, hey. Okay. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate it. Don't tempt that. him with a good time. By the way, a nice that, cold that, is, one. that is your friend, right? Because oh, I don't yeah, want that's, you to... That's one of my best buddies. Oh, right good. Bob so I was like, God Bobby. knows what's in that. Yeah. <laughs> the friend that cares. He doesn't like to see me drink warm beer. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. I'll just sit over here and drink this two-hour-old... Don't worry about Kevin. ...white claw. <laughs> don't worry about me. What do I need? I'm good. So what other questions do we got? Should we just let somebody yell it yeah, out? Who's gonna, you, you is there a the mic out there? You still got the microphone, bro. Where's oh, that boy. mic? All right, here we go. He's got a suit suck shirt on. Give it to him. <laughs> if you guys do the reboot, will you shoot it on film? Of course. Honestly, it was a big thing with the movie. And Steven Fairberg, who's our cinematographer and was awesome, there wasn't even a discussion. We were shooting it on film. And if we ever did it again, we would do the same for sure. Okay, I, I, I get, listen, I get the vibe. You guys are film guys, right? I get this. Of course, uh, he, he directed Filmgate. Film He's game. a horror film guy. Oh, yeah. I yeah, of course. Awesome, man. Jake awesome. McPherson. We all, we all worked on Nice. Jake McPherson. Nice. Right? I mean, I know yeah. we got the guys who directed Cooper, which is the short film where they killed the dog and made us all cry, but uh, they apparently have done a re reboot. Oh, they recut it? The short film for the Action Park Media Film Weird Festival. that happened quicker than the Entourage reboot. Yeah, yeah, here it comes. Here comes the mic. Take it easy, Gary. Oh. Is Gary almost fucking guillotined you, man. Hey, low key, like I've worked. Jiu-jitsu coach. I've worked at, as a production assistant. This guy's kicking ass. I saw him starting over there. Oh, he's the awesome. Gary's awesome. Yeah, he's God good. bless you, Gary. Uh, well, that was nice. I, of you. I had to ask. Um, now, God willing, God willing. All right, when, when, when. Uh, Spit it out, when, bro. When, <laughs> <laughs> Easy for you to say. How do you talk Jesus. to your this fucking? This is live. This is live. Time no crunch here, How do you talk to your Jake to your Paul's heroes. getting ready to tee off. How do you talk to your get... heroes? All right, when Ken says, um, oh, fuck it, it's Vegas to drama. Yeah. All right, that reaction that you put, it, it, I've been wondering since that episode aired. Did you surprise, Mr. Allen, did you surprise drama with that fuck it, it's Vegas? Because the way he laughed. And... That is Dylan's acting. He had the script. No, yeah, I, I knew it was coming. Kevin. I knew it was coming. It's yeah. fucking great. Make, he knew yeah, it was coming six months fresh. ahead of time. It's been fucking me for a decade. I'll, you I'll, have no idea. I'll tell you what I surprised. Thank you. I think that is a great compliment, yeah, He knew it was though. coming. I'll tell, you what I surprised, I'll tell you what I surprised Kevin with, which now it would take two seconds to do. But he was taking the, <laughs> the bottle of lotion, and he was walking out with it and dropping it. And I said, I want this to be like the Godfather when... When Michael, when he's leaving the restaurant, he does the he gun. He does the thing with the gun, which I don't even yeah, know why. I dropped he does the it like lotion that. like it was the gun in The Godfather. But I think Dylan and I almost had a fight in the hallway. Forty-five so minutes of these guys well, arguing. Well, yeah, you can remember what that was like, you know. And now I mean, you can just pull up the scene on the phone. Yeah, but. Nowadays, you can find it on your phone real quick. But if you told me the night before, I could have looked at it. And I, I, I probably down, thought but. of it on the spot. But if you look at it now, and we should cut that side by does side. Does it look like it? Yeah, Michael Corleone drops the gun, and Dylan does the same thing. I, look, Dylan, you have no bigger fan than me, but you missed it by a mile. Bro. 
Well, how was that? But you didn't see it. Of course, you didn't. I mean, I saw it. I saw the Godfather. By the way, nobody but me gives a shit. I just, I was a little thrown off. I walked down that hallway 15 times for Doug Allen to try and get this thrown down. Dills, I'll shove this bottle of lotion up your ass if you do one more thing, motherfucker. Like, it will ultimately come to that. Ultimately. And then, honestly, that's the best thing about us and how we started working together from day one. We were always like brothers, which... There would be fights and near fist fights almost, but which I don't want to fuck with Dylan because he's crazy. But Dylan, yeah, well, Connolly's a little more Michael J. Fox. So, but, but, <laughs> but I mean, Dylan, Doug assaulted me at Masters. Dylan, just so you know, and I say this a lot, there are actors and that take your words and make them better. There are actors that you go, yeah, that's what I expected. What are you Kev, saying? I don't want to. Connolly was. <laughs> Connolly what exactly was, are you saying? Connolly was amazing, of course, but Kevin Dillon every day made me laugh in a way that I did not expect out of the character. And even when I first wrote the pilot, I was like, I hope this guy isn't too one note. And Dylan, from the second he walked into the first audition. With golf spikes. Yeah, I mean, can <laughs> you true. imagine? He true. walks in with white pants and golf spikes. A and titleless hat, I think I had on. And he just gotta catch that tea time, bro. Let's get this tea time. And he killed it. And I don't know if Dylan. Maybe we talked about this. I can't remember. I'm getting old. But you know, HBO. They they called me right after his test, and and someone there was like, "We don't get Kevin Dylan." And I was like, "Are you out of your fucking mind? That's the only thing I'm 100 percent positive is gonna work." And about after they saw the pilot, they go, "You were right. This guy's gonna win an Emmy," which he didn't, unfortunately. But he got nominated. Uh, so. oh, he got nominated oh, for 14 oh, for, Emmys. Over oh, four, right? Well, I mean, guys, yeah. I can't thank you enough for coming out. This is was really awesome and, and a lot of fun. And, and hopefully, yeah. was, thank you hopefully guys. you guys had a good time. It's the first time for us. So. We don't really know what the fuck we're doing. so. <laughs> uh, but spread the word, spread the love, and maybe we'll be back. You never know, you know? That's it. Hell that yeah. wraps up another live episode of Victory the Podcast. The first ever. All right. Give it to us, Dylan. All righty. One, two, three. Victory! <laughs> awesome, you guys. Thank, Thank you guys you. so much. Thanks that so was much. amazing.